Nikita Koloff here, the devil's worst nightmare with the Man Up Podcast, where we talk to real men who have real stories, who realize it is time to man up. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. I'm a hairy guy I'm hairy high and low But don't ask me why Cause he don't know Give me a head with hair Long, beautiful hair Shining, gleaming, streaming, flaxing, waxing Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now... Riders on the storm Riders on the storm Into this house we're born Into this world we're thrown Don't let the day get the better of you When the evening Today's Christian Car Guy show is <laughs> is I know a place. I know a place, so open your gates for the king of glory. Like we're gonna unpack that like unbelievable. So I know a place, so open your gates for the king of glory. And as you've probably discovered if you've listened to the show many times inside of my intro are many mysteries <laughs> that God has been revealing to me and so what does hair have to do and and you're going to probably find out more about hair than you may even want to know today <laughs> but you're also going to find out what does that have to do with storms and what in the world does that have to do with I know a place well jumping on in with that I got Bob my Christian junkyard guy with me say great to be here today brother thanks for having me in that that music is nice to hear those songs you've never heard them put together like that no i've never heard them put together in that (laughs) order but uh it does raise the eyebrow as to what may be coming today that's the idea that's the idea so you have wet the palate (laughs) (laughs) there you know, God has put me on this lesson plan this week. As I was listening Monday to the the Wild at Heart podcast, John Eldridge was describing how exciting it was going to be when Jesus comes back. And the podcast series, which, by the way, there's a link at christiancarguy.com if you want to listen to that. It's absolutely phenomenal. But the idea is that a lot of us are conflicted about Jesus's return to some extent. And so he is trying to give us some insights into heaven, what that may be like. And so the, the first clue to the, to the um, intro riddles or the place that we're talking about is, is heaven, okay? I know a place. And 
and as I was thinking about this, my daughter Tess years ago used to do Bible drill. Did you ever have kids do that? I've seen it, uh, not fully familiar with it, but uh, probably a version of it, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. She might have been 12 or 13, whatever, and she would be given all these passages she had to memorize, and Tess was particularly good at it. She made it to several levels of the competition, and one of the things that, that she came with that she needed to study was what they called the comfort chapter. Well, I didn't know that the comfort chapter was John chapter 14, but I, since I did that with Tess, I always, when I think the comfort chapter, I immediately go, John oh, God, 14, John 14, man. yeah, that's where it is. So, and you're going to hear this, you know, obviously at most funerals you ever attend, but it says Jesus is going to comfort these people. It's obviously tell them don't be troubled. But in the second verse, he says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And so I go to prepare a place for you. And so your, my initial reading of that was, that's an interesting word. I wonder what that really looks like, place. I mean, since, you know, he's going to go prepare a place. And, you know, I'm not thinking it takes Jesus. He's a carpenter. He can make a house pretty quick. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot of preparation. But what does he mean by this word place? And you know me, I'm going to study that word. I looked it up in Greek and Hebrew. And, I, and all of a sudden, I realized as it started to unfold its secrets that the secrets are just as much in English as they are in Hebrew. And really just as much in Greek, that when you think about a place, there is a place for you at the, you know, young family dinner table. In my in Bob's case, my, my last name is Dillmore. So there's a place that Robbie holds at the, at the Dillmore family table. Not just my, you know, immediate family, but my extended family. Like, there is a place. And that's Robbie's place. And if you're not there, you, there's nobody else can fill that place. If you think about it, you know, think about your brother, or your sister, or, or your mother, or your father. When they leave, there's an empty place at the table. Mm. A- and there's a place for me at work that's just my place. And, and, and <clears throat> actually, what usually when I meet with my friends, if we're sitting down, there's a place where Robbie usually <laughs> sits. <laughs> and I can remember I had CBMC for years and years, and there was a man by the name of Lester Cranfield. He was such a dear saint. I went to be with the Lord when he was about 88. But nobody could ever sit in Lester's place. I mean, it was like sacred. No, don't sit there. That's Lester's place, right? There is a place, right? There's a place, and he's gone to prepare that place. And it has to do with a lot more than just who you are, but what you are. In other words, he's gifted you to do certain things. Maybe you like to play the guitar. Maybe you like to paint. Maybe you like to drive cars. Maybe you like to race cars. And whatever those giftings are, maybe you like to hunt or fish, that part of your place is going to be that he's designed this so that like, man, this is going to make a hunter's you know, world come on live when he sees this place that, you know, God has for him, or it's going to make, you know, a golfer's mind just open up like, oh my goodness, or, 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 or a homemaker or somebody that loves to teach school. In other words, when he's gone to prepare this place, I mean, this thing is, this is like, he, he, he's got a lot of stuff for you. And, and so what I wanted to do on today's show is I want you to think about somebody that you really, really, really adored and they are now in heaven and I want you to think about their place 
and something unique to their personality. Like, you know, my dad, I can assure you, in his place, there needs to be a trout stream. <laughs> because, and he's got to have a special kind of fishing rod, and he's got to have these clear bobbers that he called bubbles. Because, you know, and I don't know what the fish get hooked or what the deal is up there. But I just know my dad, that part of his place, what made his heart come alive, like you put my dad on a trout stream and I'm telling you that that was just like it made his heart come alive. So I want you to call us today with that place, with that person and describe to us how cool that would be. Maybe it's a grandparent, you know, in in Bob's case, he's waiting there chomping, you know, I've already kind of briefed him on what this situation is we're going to talk about the hair in a little while we're going to talk about the storm in a little bit because writers on the storm we're, we're going to get there we're going to get all to that and we have a jesus i mean excuse me a christian car guy theater episode in the third segment today that's 10 minutes and 55 seconds just awesome that's episode six of plymouth progress so you got that coming but we need you like this show will not be the same if you don't call us with your place and your person, with that personality, you know, that they just had something unique in heaven that you know they got to have. 866-348-7884 is a number to call. 866-348-7884. You will make my day as you describe this relative of yours or friend of yours that you know has a very cool place that Jesus has prepared for him. So, Bob, why don't you kick us off? Well, it's hard to do, and I've known about this just for a, a moment or two before the show started, but uh, I will speak about Rob's place. There's got to be cars. There's got to be cars, and, you know, his race car was one of his most happy places in the world uh, at Bowman Gray Stadium. He he wasn't all that much interested in, in the other tracks around Bowman Gray Stadium, his race car. Now, his race car was always shiny, <clears throat> and uh looked really good but his favorite car to drive was the old rusty 49 <laughs> dodge it, it was just it was just the eye appeal for that for me was not all that much but he had rather rather drive that car than a maserati uh you know there's no sports car or anything that he'd rather been driving around in than that old car that uh, it just i guess reflected his personality in, in a way uh there there's got to be lots of people he was such a people person and i hear the break coming up here but uh he just loved to be surrounded by people and um we'll get to the rest of it after the break I know a place. We need your story. We really, really do. You got to have the courage. 866 348 7884. 866 34 Truth. When we come back, we'll hear more. You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. She asked him why. Why? I'm a hairy guy. I'm hairy, high and low But don't ask me why Cause he don't know Give me a head with hair Long, beautiful hair Shining, gleaming, streaming, flaxing, waxing 
Yes, today's Christian Car Guy show, I Know a Place. So open up your gates for the King of Glory. We would love to have your story of the place that Jesus has made for your loved one. I, it is going to bless me on my socks if you'll call me and tell me about, you know, maybe there's a character that <clears throat> is in your family tree that you know has a very unique you know, there's got to be a place. It's just for him. There was a place at the dinner table for him at one point in time. 866-348-7884. You know, my brother, Bob, before you get to your story, my brother found some tapes that my mother had taken of my grandmother when she was in the nursing home. She had given her an interview, and I had not heard my grandmother's voice in probably 30 years. <laughs> and he wanted me to, and the tapes weren't very good, but I I could do some work since I'm in audio and try to fix them. And to hear my grandmother's voice, I'd forgotten the joy. I mean, like her laugh, to hear that, I'm, I'm telling you, her place at the table in heaven, there's, there's some laughing going on. I, just, I, can, I can tell you that's for sure. But when we left our hero, Bob, he was talking about his, for those who don't know, um, Bob's son, Rob, went to be with the Lord. Um, 109. Yeah. January the 9th, 2014. Right. Two yeah. weeks after he did this show. And uh, let me just run right, right with that. That day on this show, when he got to share, my son had a lot of uh, uh, experience, faith and hope that uh, that he loved to share. Um, he had had a problem with addiction and... Uh, and when he was able to share with someone, he would shine like a diamond. It was just, um, you know, just sharing his issues in hopes of it being a help or a comfort uh, to someone else is um, was a really, really huge thing for him. And... I have a large dose of that because, you know, after his death, people would call me at the yard and, and, you know, at first they were calling to console me. And, and then later in, you know, as the years went by, people would call and, and ask if I had any, anything I could share with them to help them get through the, uh, their issue and, and a similar situation, you know, people that, uh, whose children had problems with drugs or, or someone that had lost a child, um, it it became my mission, and uh, folks would reach out, and and I was able to help. And there is no better medicine for anybody than to help someone. If you can reach out and touch somebody's life, or give them something to help them make it through, um, all of a sudden your problems seem to go away because you're helping someone. When I'm having my worst days, I've said it on here several, several, several times, it's when I'm too focused on me, and the best way to get over me is to find somebody that I can do something for. And uh, I could go on for hours and hours about Rob's happy places because he was such a happy young man. You know, he, uh, he, he was, it was my whole life. But um, I'd like to talk a minute about my dad's spot. You mentioned your dad's happy place and uh, was fishing. But um, my dad loved to play golf. He loved to hunt birds. 
and he loved eating my mama's cooking. <laughs> now, my mom, her happy place, one of, one of her happy places would definitely have to be the kitchen because she was a kitchen magician, and, and I am here to tell you she could crank out some good grub. We had so many fine meals, and I didn't appreciate her cooking until I left and went away to uh, the junior college I went to and ate that for a while. And then when I came home on the weekends, you know, in the past, I'd kind of turned my nose up at fried squash or, or this or that. But I learned that every dish that she put on the table was delicacy, especially compared to the uh, cafeteria food that I'd been exposed to. And that's when I really obtained that appreciation that my father had for her cooking. And uh, Daddy just, he loved her fried cornbread. Uh, When we would go to the church social, Mom and Dad were from a different part of the state. And uh, so Mama's cornbread was fried cornbread. It was it was not a hush puppy, but it's kind of like a little cornbread fritter type deal. But her fried cornbread, she would take that to the bake sales and stuff. And there was a certain guy from the church. <laughs> there was a certain guy from the church that was going to obtain uh, that, that fried cornbread at, at any cost, you know. But uh, it was just a really awesome thing. And uh, thank you for letting me share about my family and and their happy places. And you can tell, I would love to hear about your family and, and their place at the table, what that might look like. 866-348-7884, truth So you may be wondering why I keep playing the Cow Seals song. Yeah, I'm wondering where the hair comes in. Uh, all know? right. So, you know, John Eldridge, when he went into, you know, this idea about Jesus's return, he kept praying from the 24th Psalm, like, Lift up your heads, O gates, so that the king of glory can come in. And so I began to study that word gates. And one of the <clears throat> different ways that that word can be expressed is hair. It can also be expressed by storm. So we're going to get to all that on the other side of Pilgrim's Progress. So we got Plymouth's Progress, actually, which is the you know Christian Car Guy Theater version of that. We get to enjoy 10 minutes and 55 seconds of that in the third segment. And then, remember, I need your calls. It'll be be the end of the show, 866-348-7884. And the Cal Sills said he didn't know. We might find the answer you've wondered about all your life to the Cal Sills question when we come back about hair. (laughs) I have a question, too. (laughs) Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. And now, time for Christian Car Guy Theater with today's episode A Plymouth Progress, Part 6. The Plymouth Progress is purposefully and completely 
based on John Bunyan's classic, The Pilgrim's Progress. Today's episode six is at ChristianCarGuy.com, both as a podcast with episodes one through five, so you can easily catch up with a series, but also you can find a follow-along original book for today's episode, and more importantly, the scripture references that go along with today's episode, which help greatly in the interpretation of a Plymouth progress. It's all at ChristianCarGuy.com. So Plymouth Valiant turned off the exit to go to the Lexus Legality's house for help. But behold, when he was got now hard by the hill, it seemed so high and also that the side of it was next to the wayside and it did hang over so much that Valiant was afraid to drive further, lest the hill should fall on his roof. Wherefore, he came to a stop and knew not what to do. Also his burden now seemed heavier to him than while he was in his way. There came also flashes of fire out of the hill that made Valiant afraid that he should be burned. Here, therefore, he skipped and miss and did shimmy for fear. And now he began to be sorry that he had taken Wagoneer Worldly Wiseman's counsel. And with that, he saw the Etzel Evangelist coming to meet him. At the sight also of him, he also began to blush for shame. So Etzel drew nearer and nearer, and coming up to him, he looked upon him with a severe and dreadful countenance. That means he looked scary. And thus began to reason with Valiant. What are you doing here, Valiant? Valiant knew not what to answer, wherefore, at present, he stood speechless before him. Art not thou the Plymouth that I found crying without the walls of the City of Destruction? Yes, dear sir, I am the sedan. Did I not direct thee the way to the narrow turnpike? Yes, dear sir. How is it then that thou hast so quickly took this exit? For thou art now out of the way. Why, I met with a jeep wagoneer so soon as I got over the mega mud puddle of despond, who persuaded me that I might in the village before me find a sedan that could take this burden off my rack. What was he? He looked to me like an upscale SUV and talked much to me and got me at least to yield. So I came hither and took this exit. But when I beheld this hill and how it hangs over the way, I suddenly made a stand lest it should fall on my roof. What said that SUV to you? Why, he asked me whither I was going, and I told him. And what said he then? He asked me if I had a family, and I said yes. But I said, I am so loaden with the burden that is on my rack that I cannot take pleasure in them as formerly. And what said he then? He bid me with speed to get rid of my burden, and I told him it was ease that I sought. And said I, I am therefore going to yonder turnpike to receive further direction how I might get to the place of deliverance. So he said that he would show me a better way, and short will direct you to a sedan's garage that hath skill to take off these burdens. So I believed him, and turned out that way into this. But when I came to this place and beheld things as they are, I stopped for fear, as I said, of danger. But now I know not what to do. Then idle here a little, that I may show thee the words of God. See that ye refuse not him who speaketh. For if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, Much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. For he says, 
Now the just shall live by faith, but if any sedan draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Thou art the car that art driving into this misery. Thou hast begun to reject the counsel of the Most High, and to draw back thy tires from the way of peace, even almost to the hazarding of thy car crusher. Then Valiant's engine cut off as dead. Ugh, woe is me, for I am undone. At the sight of which, Etzel Evangelist revved his engine. All manner of sin and blasphemies shall be forgiven unto cars. Be not faithless, but believing. Then did Valiant again a little revive and started up, though shimmying as at first before Etzel. Give more earnest heed to the things that I shall tell thee of. I will now show thee who it was that deluded thee, and who it was also to whom he sent thee. The SUV that met thee is one Wagoneer worldly wise man, and rightly is he so called, partly because he savoreth only the doctrine of this world. Therefore, he always drives to the town of morality to church, and partly because he loveth that doctrine best, for it saveth him best from the cross. And because he is of this carnal temper, therefore he seeketh to prevent my ways, though my ways are right. Now, there are three things in this man's counsel that thou must utterly hate. Number one, his turning thee off to this exit. Number two, his laboring to render the cross disgusting to thee. And number three, his setting thy wheels in that way that leadeth unto the administration of the car crusher. Please forgive me, forgive me, and if I might beg your pardon, kind sir, couldst thou goest a little slower? First, thou must hate his turning thee off this exit, yea, and thine own consenting thereto, because this is to reject the counsel of God for the sake of the counsel of the wagoneer worldly wise men. The Lord says, Strive to enter at the narrow turnpike, the gate to which I send thee. For narrow is the gate which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. From this little turnpike, and from the way thereto, hath this wicked man turned thee away from going to the bringing of the almost to destruction. Hate, therefore, his turning thee off at this exit, and hate thyself for hearkening to him. Oh, my good Etzel, I do, I do. Secondly, thou must hate his laboring to render the cross disgusting unto thee, for thou art to prefer it before the treasures in Egypt. Besides, the King of Glory hath told thee that he that will save his life shall lose it, and he that comes after the King of Glory and hates not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. I say therefore, for anyone to labor to persuade thee that the cross shall be thy death is wrong. Without the cross, the truth has said, thou canst not have eternal life. Therefore, that doctrine of Wagoneer worldly wise man, thou must hate. Huh. 
I think as I understand that by choosing the way Wagoneer told me, I thought that mayhap that way would be less treacherous and perhaps save my life. But I was in fact about to lose my life, is that right? Precisely, yes. And then thirdly, thou must hate his setting of thy tires in the way that leadeth to the car crusher. And for this, thou must consider to whom he sent thee, and also how unable that person was to deliver thee from thy burden. He to whom thou was sent for ease, being by name Lexus Legality, is the son of the bondwoman, which now is and is in bondage with her children, and is, in a mystery, this Sinai, which thou hast feared will fall on thy roof. The bondwoman and her children teach that by their morality they need not the cross, and they are in eternal error. Now, if she with her children are in bondage, how canst thou expect by them to be made free? Tune in soon for the next exciting episode of A Plymouth Progress. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh-huh, Randy. I think that Wagoneer was like Tom Cruise, who told his dentist, you can't handle the tooth. <laughs> exactly, Danny. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> you know, Danny, the straight and narrow is always very hard. Straight in this way also means narrow, like the Straits of Gibraltar, where there's just a narrow strip of water to stay on. If you go off on either side, your ship will crash into the rocks. Oh boy, and I can't swim. You know, Danny, I have a feeling this whole Plymouth progress will show us how to stay on that narrow path to heaven. <laughs> Randy. Speaking of straight, I once tried on a straight jacket. I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. Brandy, <laughs> I couldn't pull it off. I'm sure you couldn't pull it off. Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Don't let the day get the better of you. When the evening comes, there's so much to do. Today, I know a place on the Christian Car Guys show, so open up your gates <clears throat> for the King of Glory. And so getting on to the hair thing that was in the opening, you know, you've been wondering, what did Robbie, what are you talking about? <clears throat> so you, you can imagine me, I wanted to make sure I got a chance to go to this place, and we're, we got Laura and Raleigh, we're going to get to her story, and you know, we get to hear about her friend her place, but I want to cover this, because I don't want you guys to miss it, where David is saying... Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in this holy place? And he says, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who's never lifted up his soul to an idol, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. And it's interesting to me, the genius of John Bunyan to describe the worldly wise men would have you go to 
the, the legat Lexus legality or to morality in order to get this kind of clean hands that he's talking about, but there's only one way to get it. There's no clean hands, brother. Right. And it says, this is the Jacob, this is the generation that seek his face. And the face that we're talking about here is Jesus's face. And then it says, lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. So I looked at this word gates. I thought it was significant. And as I saw that word in the original language, it could be translated just as easily hair. It could be translated just as easily storm. And, and, and so that picture, the word picture in Hebrew is telling me something about hair that has to do with gates. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but your eye gate, your nose gate, your ear gate, your mouth gate are all underneath this <clears throat> hairy head of yours. They're gates. And, and, and so you may be thinking, Robbie, what about my underarms? Is that, yeah. Well, when you lift up your hands to the Lord, you know, you're lifting up the gates. Just saying. And, and you could just let your imagination go from there. It's all gates. It's gates to where life comes right? It, it, it really does come. Like when you saw your grandmother laughing and you, or you ate that, you know, it's just, uh, Bob went into his mother's, <laughs> you know, um, fried, cornbread. Fr- fried cornbread and all during the break that we were just, you know, so those were all, all gates. in the fried squash. And, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I actually have some thoughts on why men have hair on their face and I, but I won't go into all that because I want to hear Laura's story. So her, Happy place. Laura, you're on the Christian car, guys. I'm so glad you called in. What have you got for us? How are you? I am wonderful. Uh, today, between my mom and my brother, but, uh, my brother, uh, he was so funny and so smart. Can you speak up a little bit, Laura? It's kind of hard to oh, hear I'm you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, when you said, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, this is for my brother. He was so funny and so smart, and I learned a lot from him okay. about the Bible. Okay, Laura, uh, they're asking me to put you on hold so they can talk to you a minute and get this straight so we can hear because we want to hear the story. That's important. So while Laura's on hold and she's getting instructions from Beth Ann on how to, so that we can talk about his story, I, 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 I don't want you to miss this, Okay. It's in Habakkuk 5. So here's this song that, that David wrote in Psalms 24, which, believe me, is worth checking up because we need to be asking Jesus to come into our gates. We do. Into our ears, into our eyes. We need to be asking. We need to lift up our gates. And that would be our arms, too. The Pentecostals got that right. That's why I got hair on their arms. I'm just saying. <laughs> but in Habakkuk, Habakkuk sang a song. And in the third chapter, in verse 19, don't miss, this is absolutely incredible when you see it. It says, after he's singing this whole song, talking about when Jesus comes back, and it's kind of a scary song until you get to the end, because then he says, the Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, or like the feet of a deer, and he will make me to walk upon my, mine high places. In other words, he doesn't, I've always read that as like he's going to make me walk on high places. Ah, look closely. It says, he's going to make my feet walk on my high place, the one that's been prepared for me. Isn't that cool, Bob? And only for you. That's right. 
That's right. Well, hopefully we got Laura straight. Laura, you're on the Christian Car Geiger show again. So yeah, straight. tell us Sorry about, about that. I had you on speaker, so I'm oh, okay. better, I hope. Oh, so much better. So your okay. mother and your brothers, um, go ahead. It was a toss between my mom and my brother and excited on my brother. Um, like I said, he was so funny and so smart. And uh, we'd get together. They just, they just about had to separate us because we were joined at the hip as far as the laugh was concerned. So it was, um, but anyway, I learned a lot about the Bible through him. Um, he loved to read. I'm a picture of reading uh, kids, you know, being cutting out with them, encouraging them. That's what I picture. Uh, Laura, uh, I, I, I just... And him laughing. So, yeah. I, I, most people that love the Bible laugh. I don't know what they... <laughs> mm-hmm. Just saying. I, 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 I resemble that remark. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I think that... How cool is it going to be for your brother to actually be mm-hmm. sitting there with Habakkuk saying, you know, you see how you put this mind work, my high places, you know, it, how did that, you know, and he, and, and, you know, how cool is it that your brother's place is actually to sit there. Can you imagine sitting with Jesus and Habakkuk and saying, tell me how this, you know, tell me the story when you wrote this thing, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and, that was my, uh, that, that's my sister-in-law's hurt. His wife's, favorite passages that'll it'll raise me up in the hindsight. speed yeah that's just awesome well thank you laura well, thank so, you for the time uh, of course you have a wonderful day you too i'm so glad you called in oh i am too thank you so much thank you so you know it's it's gonna be amazing bob i mean it's just it, it is and john eldridge when he was describing the intimacy with jesus on the mount of transfiguration with elijah and with Moses, like, you know, these guys had been friends for thousands of years. And Peter and James and all saw this intimacy. But the other thing that he said that really got me is he said, I, I cry every time I think about this, that the first person that Jesus came to after the resurrection was to a single woman. And he couldn't let her suffer. And, and it was to Mary that he came and, and told her what had happened because he didn't want that woman. In other words, he had kept all his memories, all his stuff, so that he could speak intimately with this single woman. So how cool is it that God has given us a ministry within the Christian Car Guy Show for single moms and widows and families in crisis? And we have a widow. She's 84 years old right now <clears throat> that is in need of a car in the Greensboro area. Oh, she! I'm told that she's still out there mowing her own yard with a push mower and, and she needs a car. So if somebody's got something, go to christiancarguy.com and help us out. I need to tell you that Amy Combo's coming on live today. And she has a mom and her daughter that are going to share. They're talking about stigmas. That's going to be live. It's on at 1 o'clock. You can call in at 866-348-7884. Tell us one more time about the squash, Bob. It's the squash. <laughs> the squash. Uh, it's not prepared like this around here. It's not a battered squash. Slice it up uh, into a big skillet, chop up some onion in it, a little seasoning, a little salt and pepper, cook it down till it's just plum thick. And it's, it's going to take like a long time to cook it like that. Oh, because you got to put so much love in it. That's because you had to slow down because Jesus walked everywhere he went. <laughs> <laughs> got it all done in 33 years. And man, you could have some young squash. 
which you know, I know your mom's doing some kitchen magician work right now. I'm looking forward to it, Bob. Thanks for being with me today. Thanks and, for having me, brother. And thank you for listening. And, um, you know, it's just a pleasure. I just can't tell you how much fun we have doing this. So thank you for joining us. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.